0: My dream is to coach a cricket Scotland disability team. That's my dream. I always drop penny in the well. It'll happen.
1: Welcome to the Cricket Scotland podcast. I'm Jake Perry.
2: And I'm Rosie Ryan, and we have a bit of good news that's broken today, don't we, Jay? We
1: do indeed, as we are beginning to record. It's just been confirmed that Scotland's men will be playing two ODIs against the Netherlands in Rotterdam next month, which is just fantastic news. The international summer is starting.
2: Yeah, it really is. It's great. It's great to just find out international fixtures are going to be going ahead so far. So let's everyone keep everything crossed. But, you know, that's just so, so, so exciting. And I'm sure we'll touch on that in the podcast in the next few episodes to come.
1: You know, we might just do that. But today we welcome a very special guest. You may well have seen the announcement of a fantastic new initiative that Cricket Scotland are promoting, the Disability Champion Clubs Programme, and we're delighted to have the man at the helm of that with us today, Cricket Scotland's National Disability Officer, Barry McGeakey. Welcome, Barry. Great to see you.
0: Great to see both of you. Thank you for having me on. i looking forward to this. So
2: we're delighted to have you on the podcast today, Barry. And um, firstly, how are you getting on today? How's your day been? Do
0: you know what? Today has been the best day in over 12 months you want to know why why because i got back to delivering cricket absolutely brilliant to see to see the participants again today so i think i might have had more fun than they did but we'll see so yes today was a very good day in
2: that's great i think you know our whole uh, development team is delighted at the moment if we can get out and get some activity going um so uh, i'm glad that you've been at it today baz so what I want to do is start on, how did you start out and how did you become involved with cricket?
0: I was a, probably a latecomer to cricket. Um, I was a footballer, I was a goalkeeper. But when I was maybe 13, 14 years old, I was still knee-high for a grasshopper. So being a goalkeeper at that age and that high was no good. So one of my friends at school, at Brecon High School, said, why don't you go down to the cricket club with me and give that a go? And goalkeeper, keeper. That, that was me starting on my playing career. I'd always enjoyed cricket. Um, probably the earliest memory I have is both of both the them ashes. Um, at that time, still black and white tellies. And I would I snuck into the living room and put the telly on them. My dad was fanatically serious about TV. We were allowed 90 minutes a day of TV as a family. He's you know, ex-military. So I would sneak in and I'd put it on and both of them ashes on the telly. My dad come in and the writers rollicking, but what are you watching this tripe for? <laughs> <laughs> and switch the telly off, point you at the room, well, tell me not to do something, I'm going to go and do it. So uh, that's how I got into cricket, but then playing, obviously I was a bit late to enjoy that, so that was my intro to cricket, and I, I've just been addicted to it, for sentence, I suppose.
1: So how did all of that evolve into your current role? How did you come to, to find yourself working in cricket? And and what does your role entail?
0: I'd always wanted to work in cricket. Um, I mean, I'm ex-forcer, so I have 12 years in the army. When I left the army, hospitality, that's what my dad did, and pre-forces, hospitality. So I run my own pubs, play for a few teams. And when I moved to Canada, I hadn't played for a couple of years. Um, I've just left one of my own pubs down in Keswick or just outside Keswick and I was just in the pub and one of my mates turned round and goes, oh, Tony Phillips is looking for a little bit of help in hand with cricket you're always talking about cricket so I went along, gave him a hand and that got me back into playing and set up, set up calendar 2013 we started that team again and that was my first experience as opposed coach, to coaching helping Tony Phillips with just a handful of youngster building calendar and from that i've just just grown it um continued in hospitality but the more and more i coached in my club environment the more my own club grew the more i realized you know what hospitality is not what i want to do i actually want to get involved in coaching with cricket so i took the lead side to do my level two and i tried I like brought Kyle Allen along with me. I was like, I need someone to go and do my level two with me. I really don't want to do it. When are you coming with me? So I him up. He's you're doing it with me. I'll pay for you. You can come do it. It's quite a bit of company. Um, and I had the the honor of having Carrie Carswell, the infamous and legendary Carrie Carswell, as one of my coaches. And I don't think I could have had a better tutor than Carrie and doing my level two because that just drove my passion on more and more. So yeah, I continued within club. I kept looking for jobs. Wasn't many out there and then the opportunity came up with Cricket Scotland and Cricket Fourth Valley, the development officer there. So I just I'll go for it. I managed managed to get my first job in cricket there. So I've only really been working in cricket for about three three years now. I don't know, I'll lose track. Others maybe lose tracking years. Um so yeah, that got me into the first job do through that job, Madison, the old um, officer with disability, asked me to do Donaldson's school and then let go, which I was like, yeah, more than happy to go along go along and do that. But I met those kids for the first time, uh, and there's one kid stood out for me, uh, and I'll need to keep him his child X, and I might not have permissions to put his names and everything, but he's autistic, he's deaf, he's energetic, he is just a bundle of fun the most important thing about him is cricket he just had a joy when when rocked up with that cricket bag that was him, he was running circles around the places um, you, you always hear him before you see him um, and he just stuck with me, that very first session he just stuck and I was like I want to do more with these guys so when Madison moved on and the role came available, I was, it was a no-brainer for me to move on and, and get involved with them. And yeah, I'm, I'm loving what I'm doing, <laughs> even though I think I've been in the year in post, just over a year, probably about 14, 15 months in, in this role, of which majority of it's been locked down and COVID. So as I said today, it was a brilliant day because I look back to seeing Child X and his face was an absolute picture when I pulled out wicketkeeper Keeper pads, wicketkeeper but he was just uh, unreal <laughs> so uh, that, that, i suppose that's that's been my journey i mean it's been it's been a whirlwind journey but it's it's one i'm still really enjoying
1: yeah it's fascinating and i mean when when we talk about cricket for people with disabilities that obviously covers a vast range of of potential variations in, in all sorts of things, but in the game as we know it as well. I mean, what sort of adaptations and formats are there to make the game more accessible?
0: It's all different formats, um, really. And I, I suppose there's the tags sort of, of the programs that we do: Super Ones, Table Cricket, Champion Clubs. And that, but it's basically this: it's one game, isn't it? It's cricket, it's one game, and it's the same as we do. All different age, we just adapt it. Table cricket, a fantastic program that we use within the schools. So that's for participants with the more complex requirements, um, and they absolutely love it. Wherever I deliver it, they absolutely love it. And there's a competition pathway there as well. Although as of yet, I still haven't been to Lords, so I'm hoping <laughs> with relaxation and those coming out of of this pandemic that we can get the teams competing again and I can take someone down to boards because even in my normal cricketing life I've never been to boards so I need an excuse to get to boards <laughs> <laughs> so and there, there are ulterior motives when, when I do these things as well but yeah so table cricket's fantastic I mean it's it's played on a table tennis table you can set it up anywhere you set it up in a club in a school wherever you've got a table you can set it up on your coffee table if you wanted and um, so yeah, it's really enjoyable, different pathways within their competition to Young Leaders Programme as well. So the participants themselves get to learn the game, come on five, become scorers, learn to supervise the game themselves. So it helps them develop as individuals, grows their confidence. On table cricket, a really, really good programme for those with more complex requirements. We then have the Super Ones programme. Again, this is another Lord Tablet's programme. Uh, softball, uh, it's just softball cricket. Everybody thinks we've got these tags on Super Ones, or well, what is it? What does it involve? It's softball cricket, guys. <laughs> it's nothing more than that. Um, and it's just about adapting that game. I mean, adapting your equipment, everything that we all do as coaches, as volunteers, as parents, we always adapt the way to play the game to get those big successes and get them succeeding at everything that they do. Uh, the Super Ones is really good for that we're hopefully getting some more hubs up and running this year Donaldson's one I was at today they've been going for a couple of years we've got a couple of those out. and um, one Finley he was asking today where can I go and play hardball he was absolutely they tell you about him he had new shoes on today new trainers on today and I looked at his feet and I nearly bought them last week I was like it's just as well I didn't go buy these trainers because he stood there with them so I was highly jealous that he had these trainers on <laughs> but I digress sorry <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he's asking about hardball, it, it is an entry for them. I mean, it introduces them to the game, to batting the bowling and the, and the actual match element around around the game. And that leads us up to the Champions Club, which we've launched just over the last few weeks. We've got our three new clubs, Strathmore, West Quarter and Dumfries. So I'm hugely excited to be going around these clubs and helping them, them develop. And again, this is about just creating those competitive pathways, those game pathways. I mean, we're early in the stage here in Scotland. We're not as far ahead as of our, our big brother neighbors there at ECB, who have got the competitive pathways, they've got natural teams. It's, that's an aspiration that I have myself within my own role. And I'm pretty sure it's shared between the rest of the team that will hopefully have that one day. But this is the start of that pathway. This is the start of us putting these things in place. So. Those that come along, whether it's the table cricket, whether it's the super ones, have a route into a club and into the club environment. I think it's highly key for these players to experience that club environment and feel part. I think Dumfries have it. I think theirs is one one club. I think they have the phrase um, and the saying, and that's exactly what it's about. That's what this champion club program is about is making it feel like one club it's their club as well they can go along not just with the cricket but for the social side of the game and that as well and that's where this Champions Club has come about um, it's been down to Beyond Boundaries supporters and the ECB but yeah it's it's going to be it's going to be good I'm, I'm looking forward to it and there's good things to come up I think to come
2: you're stealing all of our uh, our questions here at the moment, Baz, because you're on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's fab. I think. Um, well, we were going to. You know, I think you've you've covered the the disability champion clubs really. Uh, you know, really well there, and obviously, um, you know, West Quarter and Red and Dumfries and Strathmore. Um, if you could tell us a little bit more about the the selection process. Uh, for for these clubs, I know a lot of them um, clubs kind of went in for it and things like that um, throughout Scotland. But if you could tell us a little bit more about, um, I guess, the selection process for that, and and what these clubs are, are then gonna, you know, really do with this um, disability, you know, champion program. What, you know, what's that program all about? Really, what are they gonna end up doing weekly or or monthly and things?
0: I think the the main criteria was a willingness and an openness to to come on board and do this and um, most clubs haven't run disability cricket before okay so just but everybody that that applied for it hasn't done it but they have that willingness to do it and mostly you have things like accessibility and that came into the criteria so we needed to make sure that those that were putting it on were able to put it on safely and did have those accessible facilities available at the club and um, they were easy to get on and off the pitch and, and things like that. So that, that was a criteria that was needed. And some of the clubs, my my own club included, I don't, don't quite meet that yet. I'm hoping my club will apply next year. But, yeah, so there were certain criteria they did have to have in order to fit and to allow the participants to come along. But mainly it was just that willingness and that eagerness to actually drive it forward. There are programs that we do look forward to put on, so the softball cricket, is is a part of that so we're looking for them to put on regular softball sessions table cricket is an option we'd like them to to consider so you have multiple facets of the game going on at the same time so you can have individuals out playing on the grass but you can also have some coming around to the clubhouse and just to play table cricket so we think we are looking for them to put the table cricket on as well but to embed it within the community wanting to open up to the community build those links within the community so not just the champion clubs but those that have expressed an interest i'm working closely with them as well and uh, to build those links in the community there's there's lots of groups out there and i think the thing to remember about disability is it is small groups but they're like multi-sport so they won't just pick one sport they are looking for multiple sports to do so even clubs out there that maybe thought about it but didn't reach out and get in touch because we're wondering how they could go about it it's it's getting in touch with these community groups i mean in in my own area there's multiple groups plus fourth valley fourth valley does one things like that that my club Westport will reach out to and we'll link in with them and it's about bringing those participants and giving them an, another option to come along and do so that's that's the main thing we want the clubs to do to embed within the community and give the community more options that
1: they can play. You mentioned uh, the charity Beyond Boundaries, who are supporting behind the the scenes. Um, it's a charity I'm very familiar with through their sponsorship of the Women's Scottish Cup. Um, but can you tell us a little bit more about their involvement here?
0: Yeah. So when we looked at doing the champions, the champions club, obviously the clubs down in England get their sponsorship through ECB and and their partners. So with this print on up in Scotland, we wanted it to be backed by a Scottish charity. We approached Beyond Boundaries with the proposal for them to come on board to support. So each each champion club gets gets up to £500 in seed funding, help them to purchase equipment, pay for additional coaches and as such. So we wanted a Scottish charity or Scottish backer to come on board and and provide this money, which Beyond Boundaries were, were brilliant straight away. They were like, yes, we'd love to back something like this. So they're our main supporters. They're they're going to be helping fund these clubs um, through equipment, volunteers. Also the Super Nines, which is another aspect we're looking to add into this. So this I mentioned earlier around about the competition and giving game opportunities for these disability teams, and the Super Nines is one that we're looking to do. So we'll have the Beyond Boundaries Super Nines League going on. Fingers crossed, touch wood, that we're about to I'm still trying to thrash out how this is going to work, by the way. Um, because I don't know how many teams we can get on one day, or if it's just gonna be two teams and such. So I'm still thrashing those ideas out. But they will in the next four to six weeks we should be able to release some more detail on that. Um, we're in discussions with the three champions clubs about how we're doing how we're doing that. But yeah, with beyond Beyond Boundaries backing, it's it's making this all possible for us to start, as I said, it's early doors. We're, we're early on this path with a disability but without people like Beyond Boundaries backing us we, we wouldn't be able to progress so it's, it's a big year for us and Beyond Boundaries we're so so thankful that they've come on board and provide this one. And
2: as well as uh, Beyond Boundaries uh, Vise you also work with Lord's Taverners which you know play a huge part within your role as well and I think if you're able to just tell us a little bit more about the relationship that you've got with Lord's Taverners, um, and I guess how they kind of integrate with what you do as well.
0: So Lord Taverners, they're a big part of my role.
2: Um, They're
0: heavily involved. We've got the two programmes, Table Cricket and Super Ones. So that whole programme is run through Lord Taverners. And we put that on nationwide. So as north as you want to go, south as you want to go, east, west and um, we're putting this on um, it started out small. I think there was just a couple of hubs that we put on a few years back when the partnership first started, but it is growing and Lord Tabler's been really good in supporting me and getting these things going. I think the adaptability that they've shown as well within their programs in COVID, the online delivery, the table cricket delivery has completely changed in how we deliver that up here. And um, that's with the support of, of Lord Tabler's. We put on teacher training. I think we were the first to put it on up here, along with my colleague from Yorkshire, Rohan. and um, so that's been adopted by by law cabinets and there's now certificate that's been rolled out across the UK. You no know, down in England they've run multiple ones, we've got more coming up here. So they really are helping us facilitate putting disability cricket on, but enabling I suppose the biggest thing is about enabling other organisations to run it themselves. I think pre COVID there was a reliance on people like me to go and deliver every single session. This has allowed us, I mean, the positives have come out of COVID. This has allowed us now to rethink this and go, how can we get more delivery without relying on just one individual to do it? And this online delivery, enabling teachers and schools to do table cricket themselves, has been a massive thing with Lord and has shifted on. And yeah, it's, it's made my job much easier. It's meant I can reach further, further afield. Um, and trust <laughs> me, I'm getting calls from all over the country now. going I need eight arms, eight legs, six cars, and a and a fifty-six seater coach, I think <laughs> at some point to get all this delivery done. But well, so it's it's a big year for us. It really is a big year for us.
2: And and you're certainly having uh, an amazing you know impacts across the country, uh, Barry. And you know you've got more and more clubs getting on board with disability cricket which you know is amazing um, and, and so it should be as well. Um, so I guess big question here, what are the next steps you see for, for disability cricket in Scotland and I guess what's your, what's your dream for it?
0: My dream is to coach a Cricket Scotland disability team, that's my dream. <laughs> I always got the penny in the well, it'll happen. <laughs> Um, but the next, next stages for us is, is growing the number of Champions clubs that we've got. It's three this year, we've got a target of nine by 2023. I think with the interest that we've shown this year and hopefully if I can support the clubs, we might have nine by 2022. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, it's to grow the Champions club, it's to grow that network of clubs around Scotland that are doing disability cricket. And from that, we can then look at the next stages of regional squads and getting the best players from each region playing each other. that that competitive side the the next phase of we've got super nines development league that's where we're at that softball at the moment it's pairs it's fully adaptable i mean you can run different uh, different rules for the games depending on the abilities the next stage is getting that competitive side in of the super nines and by growing the champions clubs growing the pool of players that we've got that is very much the next stage it's it's going to take a few years but yeah That's getting those pathways put in place giving them just as much excitement as 14 year old ryan at my club that strives to get onto the cali highlanders trials and paths and go and play for them we want the same for Finlay at donaldson school to be able to have that drive and go i want to go and play for the central squad i mean and have a chance of maybe representing the thistle on their chest i mean so it's my ultimate dream I think it's shared by a few of my colleagues as well. So, yeah, it's it's small steps at a time. But to remember, we're a small country and we need to take things slowly. I can get carried away sometimes and I need to be reined in. You're <laughs> aware of that, Rosie. So, buy up more than I can chew. But yes, it's small steps, but we will get there. We will have a spot the England at some point if I have my way in the next decade. Well, Baz, that's just
2: fantastic. And I'm sure everyone, um, listening it's going to be so excited to see um you know this going forward and and how the next year goes because it sounds so exciting already and hopefully more and more activity you know happens so thank you so much for coming on today
0: thank you for having me it's uh, enjoy sharing my experiences around disability and i just hope this maybe enthuses a few other clubs out there to don't be scared get in touch with me i'm here to help you let's get more
1: Barry, thanks ever so much it's been brilliant to speak to you today and that's it from rosie and me for another week uh, thanks again to barry and of course to you for listening until the next time goodbye